it's your show, mate. So I'll let you take the reins eventually before I and I'll stop taking over. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like small personal projects that I did mostly for myself over the last four or five years that all then sort of came to lead to something else. Um, and it also sort of happened in, in 2020, it felt like as well. Hey, friend, it's David Abinsky here in Brooklyn. Here at Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your portfolio career and design the life that you want to live. Today's guest is Adam Ashton. You may remember Adam from episode 95 of Portfolio Career Podcast um, that went live in February 2020. After you're done listening to this episode, definitely go check out that episode. Adam is the co-host of the What You Will Learn podcast, um, a podcast that he has been co-hosting and running for over five years. He and his co-host recently published a new book from the show called The Ish They Never Tell You, which we talk about in this episode. Um, I was lucky to talk to Adam about his book while he was in the middle of it um, in 2020. So it really creates a really fun and engaging conversation here, um, talking about some of the uh, mechanics and details behind the book. Um, in this episode, you'll also learn about creating a portfolio of podcasting projects, how personal projects evolve, and how and why they may turn into client work. Um, and Adam asks me a few questions as well. So just in a really incredible episode, talking about personal projects, freelancing, um, podcasting, creating assets, portfolio careers, and so much more. Um, as always, this episode with Timestamp Notes is available on my website, at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There, you can also subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which has the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced job opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go with Adam. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me uh, again. Round two. Here we go. Um, A lot has changed, uh, but a lot of things have stayed the same. We both have been continuing to podcast. Congrats on three years. You know, it's, it's not five years. It's only three. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. And, and we started together. The first episode recorded uh, was in, in mid-July. It didn't get published till August of 2018. But uh, so kind of depends on how you technically count things. But yeah, it feels like it feels like I've been podcasting for three years. It's like my it's like my my dog, like she was born on November, but then we got her in January. It's like which is her actual birthday. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. The podcast was born, but it didn't actually meet the world until until August. Yeah. <laughs> so it's coming up to three years. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was um kind of obviously the name of the podcast is portfolio career. Uh you've kind of created a portfolio of projects and work around podcasting, uh, your show, you know, what you will learn has obviously been the foundation. It's over 300 episodes, but talk to us a little bit about how many different shows you've started or yeah. Talk, 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 talk to us a little bit about on the production side, uh, to give a breadth of, yeah, just to, to, to let us know a little bit about how many different shows you've been a part of. Well, there's probably, there's probably at least 15, that I can think of. Um, and at least half of those though, probably don't really count. It was like, I did it 
myself or with a mate and it lasted 15 or less episodes and then it died so probably we can write off half of those but like i did one about um survivor i did one about self-publishing books i did one about shark tank i did uh what else i did i did one about podcasts as well um and so there's a few that that started and kind of went okay but then i gave up on them and they went to the podcasting graveyard then there was the other half is like half that i've helped other people with or you know, coach other people on or consulted with other people on, um, some for other authors as well, some for other organizations, um, some for organizations that came and went and, and some other for, for sort of bigger organizations that I've just started recently as well. And what, uh, how did you get your services or those, those you know, because obviously uh, my show has just been a, a hobby. Uh, I, you know, built a little bit of a portfolio around my show, but uh, how did you kind of find some of these opportunities related to, uh, you know, consulting and advising other people for uh, other podcasts? The initial ones really just came from recommendations. It was that someone was a, a listener of a sh- of what you will learn, who was a, also a friend in the real world, as well as the podcasting world, who then, you know, their friend asked them, hey, I want to start a podcast. Do you know anyone that can help? And it was just a natural sort of intro that way. Uh, that was the first one. And they said, Hey, can you help this guy make his podcast? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like I had no idea what to do, no idea how to charge for it. No idea how to structure it. Um, I, I helped him do like the first 10 episodes. And then we did like another um, sub show where he like, then I was almost in like the, the next middle man where he went to another organization, hosted their podcast, recorded it, sent it to me to do the rest as well. So we sort of did two projects together. Um, he it was with like the girl guides where he, did like a leadership podcast for the girl guides. Um, and so I was like behind the scenes of the behind the scenes type of thing. Um, so that was just from a personal introduction. Uh, then I thought, oh yeah, this is a cool idea. I might try and get more serious. I'll make a website. I'll do some cold emails. I'll do some LinkedIn outreach. I'll try and like, it's a great idea. Like organizations should have more organizations should have podcasts, whether that's like public facing or like an internal comms instead of the, the 1960s newsletter that gets sent out that nobody reads. Why don't they do a podcast instead? And mostly failures, mostly no responses or no thanks in uh, in reply. Um, but yeah, I just I just guess I just kind of kept working. And the best ones have really just come from personal introductions. Really, I haven't. It's not like a hey, this is my job now. This is what I do, and this is all my identity is wrapped up in being a podcast coach or a podcast consultant. Um, it's just that people have seen what I've done and, and either know about me or know about me from somewhere else, or have seen me on another podcast and, and we, we sort of get in touch that way. Cool. And it's just, you know, what else, what kind of feels right. Uh, I I've seen kind of like a big scope or big breadth of different, um, podcasts. And I feel like, I mean, in my small little exposure to it, it's always like, you know, people say, Oh, you know, help me with the podcast. And it's like, I'm starting to get better of like, what are you actually looking for? Mm. What do you really need? Uh, you know, wh- where, where could I, where could I be really useful? Uh, that is kind of like aligned with the stuff that I want to do. Obviously, I think we both could probably agree to some extent is like editing is probably like the lowest kind of leverage thing, but it, mm. it, it, it takes a bunch of time. I personally love it because of get to continue to like immerse myself into the ideas and stuff. But, you know, I think, doing a couple of those, you know, I think one, I can do one more Two, I think would just be like that. I just can't. 
Well, that's sort of that's I guess that's sort of what happened to me as well. The first one I was like, I don't I don't know what I can't I don't really know what to do. You probably don't really know what to do, but let's like do it together. And I sort of fumbled my way through it and pretty much did everything. Um, whereas now I guess I see myself more as the uh I'm trying to think what the best analogy is, like the Sherpa guiding them up the mountain, but they're climbing the mountain themselves as well. Uh whereas before it was everything now it's more just like guiding them and showing them the path and like helping them with some of those hard traps that pop up but just really helping them to do it themselves and one's like a, a big a biggish sort of organization so when we just started the australian dental association um doing an internal one like not i don't know how many people are interested in dentistry aside from dentists and then everybody else is scared of them so it's like a podcast for dentists talking about all the news that's happening in the dental world and that was an introduction from another sort of free personal podcast that I just made off my own bat, which is probably something I want to talk about um, afterwards. But the introduction was the guy was super keen. He knew uh, exactly what he wanted to do. He knew he'd been thinking about it for weeks or months and he was ready to go. It wasn't like I had to convince him to make a podcast. It wasn't like he knew what podcasting was, but didn't know what he could do. It was like he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew he was going to bring in you know, and I, I just sort of like brainstormed with him. I said, okay, well, let's do like once a month, do a news update with another dentist. And then every fortnight, so every in between, do like an interview with with a dentist, find it, you know, a brand new dentist, find it someone who's been doing it for 40 years, find someone who's doing something really interesting. So they've got the mix of every two weeks they do news, every two weeks they do an interview. Um, and, and he was super happy. And I guess all, I'm not doing the editing. I found an editor uh, and I found someone to do the design. So I was more just like the, the organizer i guess so i've got the designer in i got the editor in i got the recording sorted for him i got him hooked up with you know podcast hosting got him hooked up with getting into itunes and spotify um, and all those places and i guess just sort of just sort of running it for him from a not from a, a hands-on perspective but more just from like guiding the driving the project forward perspective yeah like kind of creative direction uh, supervising, uh, and just overall kind of execution. Um, mm. you meant, you mentioned this, uh, uh, the personal podcast that you said you wanted to go back to. Yeah. So what I was, cause I was, I was thinking, um, I want to, what I wanted to mostly talk about ask you as well about portfolio career, um, as well. Uh, sorry, I've got so many things I want to talk about. It's your show, mate. So I'll let you take the reins eventually before I, and I'll stop taking over. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just like small personal projects, that I did mostly for myself over the last four or five years that all then sort of came to lead to something else. Um, and it all sort of happened in, in 2020, it felt like as well. Um, so back in 2016, 2017, must've been early 2017, I published my first uh, book, self-published, small book, 160 pages. And it was just about interviewing other entrepreneurs and business people and, and getting their lessons and putting it into a book, mostly for younger people to get a different perspective or a different, you know, an idea that there's a different path out there from what they were used to. Uh, so I did that. I got 2000 books printed. Um, I gave out about 1600 of those books. I probably sold hundred or 150 of those. Um, and then I've still got whatever's left 200 odd sitting in my garage still. So, uh, if anyone wants one, that's still available. Um, but so I did that and, and there was really no expectations. Like, I think I, I think I've probably lost money over that. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe broke even, but there was so much more than just the money of that. There was obviously the, 
the networking and connections with those people. And I've since worked for two of those, those people in that book, um, which wasn't, wasn't the plan. It was, it wasn't, I wasn't doing it to get a job. Um, it was really just to learn, to share, to, you know, I learned how to put a book together. I learned to do this one big project that, that not many people, a lot of people think about, but not many people get to the end of. Um, and that was kind of it. I did that. I put that out into the world. And then three years later, someone came back to me and, and found this book, like, from a random LinkedIn search looking for, I must've had it in my LinkedIn title, like author or something. Um, and they found this book and then it turned into me writing this uh, ghostwriting, a company history, family history, which was like a big project that just sort of something I did three years ago, just for myself, just for learning and just to help others like turned into now this sort of big paid project that took up a good five or six months of 2020. And the, so that's fascinating. You're seeing all these projects that you started 2016, 2017, all kind of came to uh, help down in 2020 and that, and that you can't really kind of connect the dots and how also how seems like also the podcast has been a big piece of this too. Yeah, definitely. So I, so I did, um, I did the, I did that book, which then turned into, which was just, you know, I did, I did a book for my myself and for others, and then it turned into this big paid project. Then I made a, like a, a podcast course, uh, which I just for five, 10 bucks, which was way too early. Cause I didn't know how to do a podcast myself, but then I somehow made a, a course on podcasting after like doing podcasting for eight months. But then like four years later, someone uh, from a university in the UK was looking for someone to teach their their class how to podcast because they used to do community service stuff and 2020 everyone knows they couldn't do community service stuff anymore so they wanted to do a podcast instead from that course that i'd done four years ago they found that course and said can you teach this i did like an eight-week program teaching everyone how to make a podcast and then the other one was a the free podcast i did interviewing people from the school i went to then that guy one of the guys i interviewed was a dentist he knew the guy who was the dentist dude who wanted to do the dentist podcast. So from that free podcast, I did got introduced to this now paid podcast. So it was like, did the free book, the free course, the free podcast, which then turned into a paid book, a paid course and a paid podcast. So it was just like, yeah, they weren't, I didn't put them out to get a paid job in the end, but it just sort of, it just sort of happened that way. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I've seen too, uh, is, you like can't kind of time them or you can't predict them, but it's like the people that I've interviewed, it's led to projects, it's led to work. And it's like that, you know, a couple of months later, or it's like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about you. I've been following along, blah, blah, blah. Like we should have a conversation. You're like, oh, okay. Like, so it's, <laughs> you know, I do think that there's like, hey, A, you have to prove value. You have to like connect with people. And then like, if it happens to be word of mouth, there were like someone's like, just, but doesn't always work out. Like you still got to like take that next, that next step, that next kind of follow-up, like three months later, four months later, six months later, like, Hey, I was thinking back to our conversation, blah, blah, blah. I saw you're doing this new thing. You know, here's some of the stuff that I've done related to it, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you think? But yeah, podcasting is clearly has been um, such a gift for me um, in many different ways. Um, You also like, um, I think taught at a, uh, gave like a speech to, to, to students a couple of months ago. Uh, what were some of like the big ideas uh, that you shared to them about the benefits of podcasting? Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was with the, the university course um, that uh, they used to go, it was a, like a, 
I'm trying to think what, how, to, how to phrase it, but it was like a, it was like a, a, an outreach people for, you know, young, young students who were, were struggling a little with mental health and they'd sort of just set up programs, not to be their psychologists or anything, but just to, you know, be there and show support and stuff. And because and they couldn't do it in person, they wanted to do it in, in podcasting. And I think the biggest thing about podcasting, especially for like a, a younger person is just realizing that it doesn't have to be your full-time job. Um, but there are just so many benefits that you can get out of it. You can get the benefits of the technical side of it. You can get the the soft skills of talking and listening and interviewing somebody or or sharing a story. Plus, and you can get just the, the confidence of, of being a podcaster and being someone who follows through, being someone who doesn't just think about ideas, but actually puts ideas out into the world. Someone who takes a bit of a risk and shares a bit of themselves that, that can then be open to judgment. Um, they're all like important parts. I think that podcasting can give you that, that help over the immediate term, but also over the long term. Mm-hmm. And then clearly the big project uh, related to the show has been, which I'm holding right now, uh, the book, uh, the ish, uh, they never taught you. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, this behemoth self-published book, uh, 680 pages. And so I think it's just another testament to this like creating bodies of work projects and then turns into a book i remember i was i listened back to our last chat actually and it was feb and i said we'd just done our first draft of this big book um and that was like version it wasn't even version one it was version zero or 0.1 maybe um but we had done the first draft that when i spoke to you and we had an idea of what it was meant to be and it it quickly changed many many times um before we got to the end, it was like a that one month first draft turned into like a sixteen month big project that we finally got done. Um, and mate, you were very instrumental as well. You were we we uh, we chatted early early ish in the process. We thought we were at the end of the process, but turns out we were very early in the process. Um, and you were able to guide us a bit towards a something that would be a, a better a better book than what we'd done the first time around. Thinking back to that was uh, some of the things I was thinking about was like how. The, the how to give good feedback uh, and how to, yeah, just thinking about which kind of feedback somebody is interested in. I'm like, I've never published a book. I never guided anybody. And I was like, what does Adam want to talk to me about this? And so then I just remember like, <laughs> just, I think the main thing that I was thinking about was like, what questions can I ask? Because if I try to give any like answers or ideas, it's just not, it's not, it's not useful. Uh, so I remember just, I don't know if you could tell, I was like pretty nervous about like how to like get feedback to you guys. I was just like, yeah, uh, what kind of feedback could be useful? And now that I've like, uh, especially more recently been trained a little bit more on this, like, I think that's the right question is like, whenever somebody brings like such a personal project that they put so much time into it, uh, it's easy to say like, you know, Oh yeah, this is great. Uh, this is bad. Um, but like, you just don't know how much, like you've been thinking about this for years and then just then all of a sudden, like share it with me and say, here you go. It's like, you have to just ask questions. Um, so, uh, I, yeah. I like how the title is ahead. I was going to say, I think it, it definitely, um, matters where you are in the process as well. So like for us, it was like, it was first draft. Uh, we thought we were done, but we knew that we uh, we definitely knew that there was a long way to go. Um, so at that stage, we're kind of open to anything. If you 
if we were at you know the 99% mark, we were actually nearly done ready to send it off, and then um, someone comes in and says, "Oh yeah, this is okay, but there's like this is oh, this is crap, and this is crap, and this part needs to be fixed." That would be more devastating. So you definitely got to be careful, like whereabouts um, in the process. Uh, you're giving that feedback and what types of feedback you're giving because sometimes people ask for feedback but really they they just want a pat on the back um at that stage for us we're definitely at the at the the sort of the, the guiding stage and and uh i don't know if i don't know if i told you or not but we went through almost like a an unintentional hunger games of feedback providers where we we'd send it out to like batches of 10 different people so we probably send it out to 30 different people just like a small like you know a couple of thousand words for them to read and, and give us some thoughts on and then we went back to the, the the top two or three that gave us sort of the best initial feedback were the ones that we then trusted with with more um so you, you passed the test you were uh you came out on top of that of the the hunger games of feedback providers amazing i'm gonna put this on my linkedin profile um, <laughs> new certification uh whatever that means but uh yeah such a gift uh and just really appreciate just the chance to, to, to talk to you about uh, something so profound, so so personal. So um, yeah, just really grateful for that. And obviously the three years of podcasting together, it's been clear that the show would not existed without you and you know the podcasting workshop together three years ago. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if a book is, is in me. I, hearing, uh, what's, what's it called? The planning fallacy? That's- uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I think there's a book, a portfolio career book. Maybe it's not a portfolio career book. Maybe it's a totally different book, um, and that would be the the best way to do a book about uh, the portfolio career is to do it nothing to do with the portfolio career and just have it as a completely different thing to add add to your portfolio. Mm, I like the sound of that. Uh, <laughs> I'll noodle on that. And all right, so we talked about podcasting. We talked about book. I've got a I've got a question for you. Yeah. Um so last time we spoke about the book Range that I had just read. Um and did you do you did a podcast episode on Range, yeah? Yeah, I read the book, yeah. Yeah. And then and, uh, and you yeah. did you did your own app. Yeah, awesome. So I guess people are long-time listeners of, of the Portfolio Career podcast are probably familiar with that idea and I think it it's a great book for for people of of that uh that persuasion. Um my question for you around portfolio career and uh, both the idea of the portfolio career, but also your specific podcast is range was very much a, an ideas book, less so an action book. It was saying, Hey, if you want to, one path is to go deep and narrow and focus, pick one thing, work really hard at it. That's what most people think success is, but actually, Hey, there's this other way where you go wide, you try a whole bunch of different stuff and later down the track, all these things connect and, and pay off. And so it was almost like that idea of like, this is the path that you should take. He didn't say, okay, so if you want to do range, then step one is make a podcast. Step two is write a book. Step three is to go and create a blog. And then step four is to go on Joe Rogan. And now you're, now you're the king of range and you're the master of your field. Um, it was definitely just the idea. So my question then to you is like portfolio career podcast. How much um, is it just that idea versus how much is there like tangible actions or things that you should be doing to get you closer to achieving that sort of big idea or is it more of just the more of just the the concept itself that is in the back of your mind that you're you're, you're thinking about you know can i constantly add to grow my range can i constantly add to do my um, portfolio career like how much is action versus how much is idea mm, i love this topic um what do you think um i think uh range 
in itself, the way that what range is, it can't be prescriptive. Like just by definition, you can't possibly say, go do this to follow the range path. The whole point is that there is no path, I guess. I think portfolio career can go a, a step towards more prescriptive, I reckon. It can't be fully prescriptive because not everybody is going to, you know, jump from job to job and 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 build different skills. And not everybody's going to do a whole bunch of side projects. But I, I think it can be a, a touch more prescriptive than range. But I don't know. What do you reckon? Yeah, I, I think that there's... Um... Uh, I like the idea. I think there's definitely just tangible things. Like I think the, uh, hence we're talking about podcasting. Like I think like the, how quickly you could become, I don't want to say necessarily an expert, but just how quickly you could move into a new industry or a new domain just by starting a podcast. I think like you can really accelerate your learnings and, and kind of build momentum. Uh, so that's definitely a tangible thing. And like to your, you're a testament to it, right? Like of the, the 13 different podcasts we were talking about. And I think like, yeah, if you did six months or like three months and you had 20, 30, 40 episodes, like you'd make a lot of progress really quickly. Other things, I think another thing that's really cool these days is around like taking workshops. Obviously we met through an online workshop, a cohort-based course. Like, I think that that provides just a lot more liquidity uh, and into kind of the portfolio career marketplace, I guess, in the sense, like you could quickly learn notion, you could quickly learn cryptocurrencies types of things and be surrounded by like-minded people. And then it's like, you know, if you put in a good amount of work, like you could get recognized and then opportunities could come from there. So I guess those are a couple of places, um, sharing your ideas, whether that's on like Twitter or mm. long form, like writing, I think, yeah, just continuing to do that can expose you to things. Um, yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm, Cause obviously in your, your, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think a, a big part of your show is, is not, it's not the prescriptive go do this, go do that. Uh, it's a lot more probably the, here's a, a whole bunch of um, cool people who have done cool things and here's different ideas of what they did. And, and then maybe, you know, some of it sticks with the listener, some of it, um, isn't relevant to that specific person, but you know, there's the, you know, episodes on cold outreach to someone, or episodes on following up with someone, or episodes on on you know starting a podcast, or episodes on writing a book, or episodes on all these different um, skills that people can take on and add to themselves. I'm just thinking like now, the portfolio career book. If it was a book and it was a, or it was a it was a framework or it was you know like six or eight or twelve things that that you should do to increase the your portfolio career i think i like the the general approach more so than the specific i don't like that hey step one start a podcast step two write a book but i like what you were saying about sharing your ideas it's like broad and then anyone can then take it on for themselves you know sharing their ideas if you put your stuff out there you're not it's not a prescription to say hey go start a podcast but is a prescription just to step in that direction i think i probably i think i probably like that approach more what are some of the other things besides sharing ideas what are some of the the general approaches or or, or strategies i guess rather than the specific tactics what are some of the more general things yeah i think general or like ideas would be around probably like positioning or branding like i care about this topic and then whenever anyone thinks about a topic, they come to you. Mm. So that's definitely 
a good approach. Uh, and, the, and then if you can kind of create uh, an umbrella of, or yeah, like an umbrella of different services or offerings within that topic. I mean, I know we're then trying to get away from the, the tactic side, but like that's a way to like combine that theory uh, with. Um, no, I think that's, I think that's great. And I think that's one that applies to everyone is like, yeah, having not just being interested in a certain topic, but then having something tangible that you can offer. And it's not like uh, you're not saying, Hey, uh, create a business where you consult to help people at their podcast. It's just saying, Hey, create something, uh, uh, create something around what you do that will help other people. Like, I think that's nice in general. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what, that's why podcasting is great, right? Like we're, uh, you know, we're collaborating. Like, I think the other thing I was, was thinking about is like every project or every job is always connected to like a person. So mm-hmm. if you're just kind of like sharing things broadly, then like you may be able to have more like exposure, but you don't have as much like intimacy or collaboration uh, like you do in a podcast. Um, another thing could be like doing like free work for people. So like if somebody's uh, website, like if you just see something's wrong with somebody's website and you're just like, Hey, looks like, you know, this button doesn't work. That button doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know you're super busy and I don't want to add anything onto your plate, but like, here's three ways that you could fix this. Um, that will probably get somebody to respond to your email and say like, thanks. I didn't know that. If you just point out problems, that's probably Mm. not as good as because then saying like, here's the problem. Here's why I think this is what you're, what you're trying to do. And if you're trying to do that, uh, if that's true, here's three ways that you could fix it. And here's, I've done this in the past so that I know that it works. Yeah. I think like doing I things. I think you've like, just written yeah. half of your book. I think that's like four, four <laughs> chapters of the portfolio career podcast book. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on a roll. I think there's, I think there's definitely something there. I, I said before, maybe that the ultimate portfolio career movies to not write a book about portfolio careers but i think i I changed my mind i think it is i think you got to do this (laughs) oh gosh um (laughs) well um we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see uh nothing nothing planned nothing planned by any means i i really like the i i kind of talked about it the other day but like um i don't know i like I, i love online workshops uh and i love kind of programs so maybe there's something like that. I'd probably tend to try to do something like that before mm-hmm. um, a book. But also I think the the connection between kind of group programs and books, I think is really interesting. Like maybe there's, I don't know, with your book, like what about if you took the different journeys and the different tracks and then just like talk to people about them and then said, okay, this week we're talking about this. And then, you know, here's the unique insights from it how does this apply to you share your thoughts in this on this you know whatever kind of technology platform you're using mm. um and then go from there but i don't know just i just told you i just told you to, to start a course that's, that's after our, you told me our next I, project <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you you told me how to write a book or you encouraged me to write a book i'm telling you to start a course uh, that's what happens when good too friends good. get together <laughs> um, too good too good yeah um yeah, I, I kind of sold to you in the in that email when I said, "Hey, I want to I want to chat about um, turning small free projects into bigger paid projects." Um, 
and that was kind of a it was kind of like the almost like the clickbaity title um because the real thing it's not about like i didn't actually you know i, I spoke at the start i spoke about how the free book then turned into a big paid book that took six months and and it was honestly it was probably like a third to a half of my normal like my i'm still working a full-time job and that project was an additional third to a half of that salary um working hardcore on that book um then there was like the 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 free podcast course turned into the paid podcast course for the university. And then the free podcast turned into a paid consulting gig for another podcast. I sort of said, like, I want to talk about how do you turn the free one into the paid one? Um, but what I really wanted to say was just like, you just got to do more of the free ones, I think. And, and when I say free, I don't just mean like going and working for other people and doing stuff for them. I mean, like doing your own projects for your own purpose learning the new skills, adding like the new, another feather to your bow, adding like doing those things without the intention of them turning into a paid thing down the track. Like I think I didn't write the first book to get that paid book. It just sort of happened. But without that first free one that I did for my own personal benefit, there's no way I would have ever got the big paid one. If I'd have just gone to a, a company and said, hey, I'll write your book for you. I needed to have that proof that I'd, I'd actually done it for myself in the past. So what's the, the clickbait title was turning free personal project in, into into big paid projects it was really um do free projects for yourself and for your own benefit and doing your own side projects first that's really the the when you when you click into the blog post after you've clicked the head, head the the clickbait title um unfortunately that the easy answer of of making lots of money wasn't there but it's just uh you got to work hard and and create stuff of your own that then maybe down the track might turn into something maybe maybe not i love that well is there anything else that you think that we missed? Uh, is there a new career book that uh, is on your radar? Is there yeah, a new kind of lifestyle design book, anything like that that you think uh, more listeners should uh, check out? Um, well, the one that instantly comes to mind is, is positioning just because you kind of planted the seed and I'm literally reading it right now, positioning, uh, but it's, it's more of a... Um, more of a business and marketing book, less of a personal. He does say about how do you position yourself? Like one of the, the final chapters is positioning yourself and in your career. So there's there's one chapter on that once you've got the theory of, of business positioning. The first 90 days was a career book we did in the podcast about whenever, you, whenever you're starting a new, a new job, like how do you think about that first three months moving into a new environment, whether you've been promoted from within or you're, you're moving to a completely brand new organization, um, thinking about how do you actually approach those first 90 days because uh, there's probably two two big mistakes one is coming in to be the hero and save everything and, and fix all the problems um, that's a that's a big mistake uh, because you probably can't and also people won't like you um, and then the other mistake is is also sort of doing nothing just sitting back and, and letting things work themselves out so you got to find the right middle ground there which was that what that book was about love it cool all right Adam well this was such a treat as always. Uh, so great to see you. Please let listeners know where they can uh, learn more about the book and your podcast and anything else that you want to share. Yeah. What you will learn.com is where you can find the podcast and the book as well. Uh, and you can, yeah, I think, and you can download the, the free introduction, uh, which we probably wrote and rewrote 12 different times. We're super happy with how that introduction turned out. Um, so that's a, that's a good one to read, even if you just read that freebie for yourself. Amazing. Thank you so much, Adam. Thanks so much. It was great to chat. Hey, friend. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. 
would love to hear what you learned and what you enjoyed. Um, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever is best for you. And as a reminder, I'm just one email away as well. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away, which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.